1: Hit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. you know how fast you were going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm
2: Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Demuth. This is Kelly Smith.
1: This is Travis LaTroy. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper with you. Roman Avila back in the chair to my right, to my left. A man who just got back from the old country called Mexico and a wedding that he attended of one PJ Duran and some hot chick. Yeah, it was. Uh, let's turn, let's turn, um, let's turn Tony's mic on, and we'll go ahead and have a three-way conversation in here.
3: There we go, Jack. Yeah. it's like every week. Almost we just, no, every week. Jack just got back as well. So go ahead. How was your trip, Jack? From He's still on it. Oh, you're still. Oh, it's still one of those trips. Yeah, good. Yeah, you. it's one of those trips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the wedding was fun. We went to Cabo San Lucas. It's the first time I went to Baja. Without a motorcycle, exactly, and are uh, not with, yeah. So it was fun though. It was like uh, an eleven minute wedding and uh, a twelve five, hour party. I actually left like f- about twelve hours after we wow. got done doing the radio show last week, and I have been home just today. So
1: did you fly first, first class? Yes, yeah, Scott. Good. Let's go to breaking news. <laughs> no, I didn't fly <laughs> first class. <We laughs> Why stuck not? in the back? Because oh, you're the last. You were right before the toilet. Were you back right by the toilet? Yeah. Okay, no, I'm right.
3: stuck in. in we we'll got a 20s big show starts. on taprated, we and
1: we're <laughs> going to tell you who's going to be on it bef- before that. Let's go to breaking news and the headlines. Let's go to Roman Avila, Roman. So some quick news here. Um, Blake Baggett, yep, or Blake Wharton. I,
4: I, sorry, David's brother. Yeah, well, they're brothers. Uh, I assume uh, that's right. The same name. Sure. Uh, had a little MCL ACL injury. Uh, definitely an ACL. Not sure, but uh, so his season is over. Oh, a little he just prematurely. Came back after yeah, 20 years off. Exactly. That so stinks. poor guy. Uh, and then uh, Dean Wilson's. Uh,
3: <laughs> How much did they give you to drink on the flight? Oh, oh god, it was all inclusive. Yeah, yeah, it was just a bad an deal. IV. Start yeah, an IV slow and let it drip, go. and then it poured it on. Go had ahead. Had to
4: be Dean Wilson's getting a thumb. MRI uh, after getting almost cleaned out by Weston after he came back in from the pit. So, a couple of little injuries uh, after an entertaining Supercross race in Salt Lake.
1: All right. Uh, on the program, let's go to uh, Tony Wink. Tony, this is a, a big show uh, assembled in your absence, but nonetheless, an important program.
3: I take I take blame for one of the guests, at least. But it looks like you have Shani Texter on. Yeah. And uh, we had her on. We started having her on. She was after she, she won, won. Yeah, she was she was actually still in the womb. She had won the <laughs> uh the Knoxville National here in here in Iowa. Very and uh like. yeah, and then we had we had uh Denny Bart scheduled to be on, but it looks like we're gonna have one of his riders who is Ryan Brees, who's winning their Arena Cross Lights title. So he's a uh, Monster Energy Babbitt's Kawasaki team. And then uh Brian Drebber. Is going to be on, uh, Kinzer Naylor, who used to be from Iowa, who is racing the entire Super Sport Series in Moto America, the beast from the east, and I take credit for this, Damon Bradshaw, yep. he's actually headed to my racetrack uh, in a few weeks. Coming for so, the party. What? Yeah, he's going to come down. It's going to be fun. What? So Damon Bradshaw is going to be on, and then we have Kyle Wyman's crew chief, Gary Dean on.
1: And I asked Kyle about this uh, when he was on the program, and, and his co-writer was on as well. Do you remember this?
3: Yes. yes.
1: Yes. Okay. And uh, I called up. Uh, I called up Kyle, and he said, "Yeah, I remember that." So that's pretty cool. So I hope Gary so. called up, and he said, "Yeah, I'm looking forward to being on the show." So we start the program this week with uh, with Gary Dean. And this portion of our program brought to you by our good friends at uh, friends at Fly Racing. Fly Racing provides an awful lot of good things for you. Well, here's one fun thing you can do on their website. It's called the Flywall. You can upload pics of you on the racetrack, on your bike, whatever it is you think others would like to see a favorite pic of yourself if approved your photo will show up on the flywall it's just that simple so head over to flyracing.com upload your photos for a chance to be featured on the flywall my guess is that tony there is no pictures of you from cabo that could be posted on the flywall okay (laughs) so let's just save that time and with that let's go to kyle wyoming's crew chief gary dean owner of speed demon motorcycles uh gary good evening how are you
5: i'm good how are you guys
1: would you agree that there's probably no uh, legitimate reason to post a picture of tony or any of the rest of our crew online on the flywall that was taken in mexico uh,
5: you know it depends what the pictures what they have
1: in them ah <laughs> uh, what do you know gary <laughs> <laughs> gary welcome to the show first of all nice job um with kyle wyman uh, the race team has seemed to come together, Speed Demon Motorcycles putting it together for him, and uh, he seems to be exceedingly comfortable, uh, not just with a Speed Demon, but also with you as the crew chief. Can you talk to us about the special relationship that needs to be in place between a rider and a crew chief?
5: You know, really, it's, it's pretty much down to, first of all, you got to get on with the person, you know, if the person doesn't get on with you and you don't get on with them they don't understand each other it's pretty hard to get going and we seem to have clicked straight away and you know we we got the same same goal is to beat the factory teams. we all want to do that and uh yeah we just understand each other and i know what he's thinking he kind of knows what i'm thinking and it just works i it's kind of hard to uh describe it really but it just seems to click between the two of us.
1: KWR and you uh, met up through, what, midway through the 2017 season, and you guys swiftly found your way to the Superbike podium toward the end of the year at New Jersey Motorsports Park. What was that moment like for you guys celebrating as a team? Because at that moment, you realized it was clicking.
5: Uh, yeah, you know, it was, uh, it was pretty exciting to to uh, come back in there and get on the podium and uh, you know, it is a track that he teaches at with the YCRS Yamaha Championship School. And, you know, he kind of, he knows his way around there. And we, we just happened to have got a good setup that day that he clicked straight away, went out there. I think he was first in the first practice. And, uh, yeah, we we just got everything right. Everything ran perfect. There was no problems. And, yeah, he just rode his ass off and... He got what we wanted. We wanted to get on the podium, you know, before the end of the year and second to the last race. He was there.
3: This year, uh, you've had some rain races, in, in, which is, uh race two in Atlanta and race one in COTA. Um, you're, as a as a guy that, that's responsible for making the rider comfortable or at least the best you can and giving him the best equipment, or her, uh, in some situations, how do you do that? When you've got, uh, you know, you've... Uh, I mean, obviously, you have some tires and that kind of thing. But what else? What else goes into it for for you as as your job
5: uh, for for the rain race?
1: you mean,
3: yeah, just just as far as uh,
1: instant adjustments got to be made.
3: Yeah, and you, sometimes you go from wet to dry and then back to wet. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it for for the crew, not just the rider.
5: Uh, yeah, if uh, if we know it's going to rain beforehand, we know it's a wet race before, way before we're going to race. You know, normally we have different. We have a different shark. Uh, We we put we got different springs in the front for so basically we're just softening it up for him for the rain. We make the gearing a little taller, and yeah, really mostly it's gear. But that's basically all we do for the actual rain. We have a different ECU that has different programming for the rain mapping.
3: Is it more lazy?
5: Uh, yeah a little bit you know it's not as snappy on the throttle when he grabs a handful
1: (laughs) well explain what you mean by lazy because i don't want that to sound detrimental but what does that mean uh
5: well basically you know if it it doesn't have the rain map you grab a handful of gas you know the acceleration you get a hundred percent you basically get a hundred percent of the throttle but if we put a rain map in we well, are about eighty percent of the throttle. So okay. basically, if he grab a handful, he doesn't get it. It doesn't go
4: to one hundred percent. So it's basically like de- you're detuning the bike electronically.
5: Yeah, in essence, to stop the wheels spinning up or right. sliding. You know.
4: Yeah.
3: So basically, in the rain, when you're on the gas, you get on sometimes the grass. You <laughs> thought I was going to say something else, didn't you, girls?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
3: I did. Scott talked about. Uh, <laughs> the uh, kyle wyman's teammate bryce prince and uh, uh yeah. d- how are you involved i mean are you you working you helping him too or, or how does that work i guess
5: uh well i i build i build his motors but when he's at the track you know he's pretty much on his own i'm 100 percent dedicated to kyle you know he i mean bryce is a pretty smart kid he knows how to do so you know most things so and he has a couple of guys helping him. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's his own crew chief. But if he, if he did want to ask some questions, yeah, I, I, I will help him if I can. But as I said, I'm 100% dedicated to Kyle.
4: Gary doesn't, now, but Bryce works for you during the week, right? Is that correct? He works yeah, in the shop comes, and?
5: Yeah, Monday and Tuesday, yeah.
4: Okay. Oh, just yeah, Monday, so. Tuesday. Yeah, Wednesday, completely <laughs> off the bus. Well, no, I guess I, I, I'd, I don't know why, but I, I assumed, and I'm not sure why I did this, but I assumed that it was like a Monday through Friday type gig. He sweeps
3: and makes uh, the pizza yeah, for lunch yeah, exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. cleans yeah. the
4: oh, yeah. Cleans the urinals with toothbrush type of action, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he sleeps. He
5: sleeps uh, Monday night, wakes up Tuesday and works. Now. Gotcha. He he has a he has another job that he does uh, Wednesday through Saturday. Sleep, does it involve
3: sleep. racing motorcycles, or is he on top of his no, racing?
5: But it it does involve motorcycles, uh, not racing them. The only only racing when he does the Moto America. He does uh he does some club races and some training
1: for people. I could see Bryce uh, curled up on a pile of shop rags and uh, dirty uniforms, just in the corner. There's Bryce. He Please? won't start work till tomorrow morning. at Tuesday.
5: Like you already know him. (laughs) 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 Uh, You know what? We've had them both on the
1: show last couple weeks. Not only do they speak highly of you, uh, they seem to get along real well together.
5: Yeah, yeah. I think they've known each other for a little while. I mean, I I don't, I don't know how they met, but they've known each other for a little while, and yeah, I think they get on. There's no, uh, they don't argue at all about anything. So, yeah, it's, it's it's
3: pretty good. Gary Dean's our guest. He's the owner of Speed Demon Motorcycles and crew chief for Kyle Wyman Racing. And and uh, Gary, the next round is in VIR, which is a 2.25 mile track, two and a quarter miles. Um, the round after that is at Road America, which is just over four miles. So there's a big difference there. I, I I would assume that the the setup isn't isn't much different, but maybe it is. And if it is, you can comment on that. But my question is, um, your rider that uh, Kyle Wyman, what do you think, do you think he does better at one or the other, or do you think that he excels at either one of those, where, where, where it's more laps or, or uh, you know, shorter laps yeah, or the longer sure, laps?
1: The, the, the longer the track, the, shor- the, the fewer number of laps, sure, right? Yeah, that makes sense? the
5: distance yeah. is still the same, no matter where we go. They still do the same distance, okay. it's just the laps are short, shorter at the longer track. Uh, well, Kyle... He has a pretty strong work ethic. And then when he shows up, he's 100% dedicated to riding the motorcycle. There's nothing else on his mind but riding the motorcycle. And he is pretty analytical. He has to see everything, like on the data, when we do changes and that. And he has to understand it to go ride. So he's pretty, uh, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, he's definitely a, a smart rider and, he, you know, is ready to do his job when he gets there. So it's really not that hard to get it really set up for him because he likes to study all the data and see all the changes that we make and see what they do to understand it.
3: So what do you mean when you say he has to see everything, like he doesn't have to like watch over your shoulder when you're doing it, right?
5: Oh no 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 no! Basically, when he, you know when he comes in, and then he'll want to see it, see the data, and understand it, and with the changes we make, what what it would affect, and you know he, he keeps all that and he stores all that knowledge. He is a pretty knowledgeable rider.
3: Well, that has a lot of value as a racer and for yeah. you, yeah, to yeah. Uh, to understand him, right?
5: Yeah, uh, that, you know, some of them they'll just come in and say, you know. It's I got some chatter in terms of, Yeah. okay, but is it chatter? You know, what's it actually doing? Where
3: <laughs> Are you know, breaking too hard, too quickly, or are you, do you not know how to ride a motorcycle, or is there something I can fix? Right?
5: Yeah, um, because he studies it and understands it it, it, it makes the job a lot easier.
4: He wants to be informed on how everything works,
1: operates. Well, it's a give and take deal. So to go both ways.
5: I think that's what happens from being uh trying to be a team owner as well.
1: Your shop is in canyon uh country, California. It's called yes, Speed correct. Demons motorcycles. How long have you been around
5: uh well, I've been doing well I've been around for a long time, but doing this shop it's been since last year
1: Wow, so it is fairly fresh, Yes. it has that new paint smell.
5: yeah, I
4: wouldn't say that. <laughs>
1: We're gonna come it out visit you now. <laughs> <it>
4: definitely <laughs> so, has
5: the smell of grease and oil. Yeah,
4: That's so, all that matters. So, Gary, what are, what specifically does your shop do? Um, obviously, we know you're involved with KWR, but aside from that, what what do you guys do at, at Speed Demon? Uh,
5: do all aspects to do with race bikes. Any work on race bikes, top to bottom. Yeah, no street bikes. All race bikes only. We do. I do a lot of club racing, guys. I do. I've built a few bikes that are racing in the Moto America paddock right now and quite a few engines. Uh,
1: so, so what yeah, would you anybody. do to my my Yamaha Raider, my 2013 Raider, if I brought it in? What would you do to he the He said end? no Run street it to bikes. The, Run it into no, a it ditch. Yeah. He didn't say anything about the, the motor, the motor itself. Yeah. If I took the motor out and brought it in, no. what would you do to make it better?
5: I would pull the key out. Push
3: the bike away, put the new
5: one, and put the key back in it. Hello, boy. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's Perfect. a pretty good answer
3: because that's that's the only direction you can go with that question. <laughs> pretty, yeah. And yeah, if he right. asks you to make noises way. of what the bike race bike sounds like, don't do it because nobody it. wants to listen to Actually, it either.
1: You know what? It's one of the funniest things we do on our program. <laughs> it's <laughs> not funny. Oh my god!
3: <laughs> you ever heard Chad
1: Reed do the sound of what his bike sounds like? It's hysterical.
3: Because he does it in Australia. And not surprisingly, he doesn't answer Scott's phone calls anymore. Actually,
1: he still does call me back. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Gary Dean, our guest, Kyle Wyman's crew chief, but more importantly, Speed Demon Motorcycle Shop. Uh, Can you give them the website, uh, Gary, for Speed Demon Motorcycles? Uh,
5: The website is uh, speeddemonmotorcycles.com. And And if you want to check out bikes that I've built previously and building now, you can go to my Instagram, which is speed underscore demon underscore motorcycles, and you could check out all their stuff and my videos and stuff of bikes we build. And
1: i got to be honest with you. I still don't understand Instagram. I can put somebody yeah. on as a friend, but I can't see anything they've done.
4: Well, you just got to get Have more. Have they been
1: pre-blocked? Is that what it is? <laughs> it could be. It's an automatic,
4: but I'm going to go check out uh, Gary's uh, Instagram right now and uh,
1: see what all he's got out there. Gary, keep us posted what we can do to help you promote the shop and promote what you're doing. We love the fact that uh, you and Wyman are are together. Uh, We happen to... uh, Kyle's one of our favorite guys, and we want to see him continue to do well with the right type of bike, great equipment. Uh, That's one thing off his mind. All he's got to do is uh, twist the throttle and make smart decisions. Good job out of you.
5: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, Gary Dean has been our guest. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, This program is produced by Jack and Leanne DeLeon, Tommy Boy, Halverson, Chris Bishop along the way, contributing as they do. I want to thank Tony Wake for returning back uh, somewhat sane from Mexico. Roman Avila in studio. P.J. Duran back in about four weeks. Eddie Kulenkamp has been along the way as well. I'm Scott Casper. Stay tuned. Our second segment's coming up. Damon Bradshaw is going to be joining us, and after two decades removed from professional racing, he's got a rather unique view of our sport. Stay tuned to find out what it is. This is Pit Pass.
2: This is Tim Ferry, hero of Motocross Nation Team USA, and you're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly.
1: Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings, and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber! Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to PitPass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new PitPass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, PitPass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new PitPass app. Get it today.
3: America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.
6: 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hickland Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high performance enduro-derived yamaha wr250r featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design whatever your budget or riding style yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you for more visit yamahamotorsports.com today then visit Hicklin power sports and grimes to see the new 2017 models from yamaha the first name in dual sports dress properly for your ride with a helmet eye protection long sleeves long pants gloves and boots do not drink and ride it's illegal and dangerous don't Wait another
3: minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on construction. For 66 years, the Dalyon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pitpass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Dalyon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946
1: you want an experience that's real, fast, and fun? Fun? Then it's time you try MB2 Raceway. MB2 Raceway provides an exhilarating indoor karting experience with high-tech European electric karts on a Grand Prix-style road course that's challenging for all skill levels. With speeds up to 45 miles an hour, we guarantee a white knuckle thrill ride that'll keep you coming back. MB2 Raceway is behind SkyZone and Grimes. For more information go to mb2raceway.com It's real, it's fast, it's fun, it's MB2 Hi,
7: this is Henry Wilde, Black track and road racer. You're listening to Pit Pass Auto Racing Weekly. Right, welcome back to the show. Uh,
1: we got a couple of emails earlier, uh, or actually later last week, said, why don't we ever have a brand manager for Gas Gas on the show? And I said, Tony, why don't we ever have a brand manager for Gas Gas? You said... I said, "Well, I don't know the brand manager, but I know an ambassador for Gas Gas." Okay, easy enough. Even better, right? Ambassador yeah, makes more money. I
3: don't know. <laughs> That's a pretty good lead-in. Thank you. How about this? The Beast from the East. I liked the, it when you said that. You know what? I saw, I saw somebody calling Jeremy Martin the Beast from the East, and I had a little problem with it.
1: Well, yeah, and I think I'm Minnesota. showing my
3: age, but I was like, "Wait a minute! <laughs> Did you see that, Bradshaw?"
8: You know, I I didn't initially but somebody uh brought it to my attention and and then I, I I don't know how I ended up seeing it. Maybe it was on a social media or something like that, but uh I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool It didn't uh, it didn't bother me.
3: Oh, well, what do you know? <laughs> Just cuz you're the yeah, you that's are the, right, that's right. Hey, I like the kid. He's been to my house. He's a, he's a he's a sweet little fella. But yeah, yeah. you are the beast from the East. And nobody oh, I, I, nobody made I that Patrick Swayze that. hair look better than you did.
8: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. They, they, they should try. I mean, you know, I think a few of them should try to bring it back.
1: Well, you know, he's not doing so well these days. Sweet. Swayze, Patrick's... He's dead. Oh, well,
3: there's that. Uh,
4: okay. Let's uh, go back to something more positive. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, well, quickly. And, and, and you lead quickly. the way. Yeah, is... Is... yeah, I know, right? Wow. Damon Bradshaw, welcome to the to Pit Pass Radio. Thank you for joining oh, us. Thank
8: yeah thank you guys for having
4: me
3: well i know we're
4: both excited tony's pumped but i'm excited too to uh see you and meet you and and chat with you a little bit uh well i'm not i'm not excited you're not a yeah, dirt I'm, biker I'm though i'm looking
8: forward to coming man it was uh, it was pretty cool when you know these guys you know reached out and and uh then i spoke with justin the other day and he told me a little bit about it and you know it's it's uh, it's cool that he takes the time to to kind of give back i think and God, I'm, I'm happy to be a part. Of it. I'm looking forward to going somewhere new and riding. That's always fun.
3: I'm still not sure what your role is when you get there, other than you're just Damon Bradshaw. But <laughs> no, he's flag guy. Um, at third. Time. Yeah, oh, yeah oh. forgot to tell you, you're a flagger. <laughs> uh, sorry. Sorry. I'll,
8: I'll do. I'll do whatever. You know, I'm. 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 Uh, I'm there because of WPS fly racing, and for sure. Then, um, you know, with with Justin, so it's. You know, I enjoy. I've done. Several of the, I, I call them ride days. A lot of people kind of like, oh, well, a ride day. But, you know, most of them have been to where it's been, um, you know, customers and reps and, um, you know, employees of shops and stuff like that. And I enjoy it. I enjoy being able to go out and ride with the guys and then come back in and sit around and either have lunch or talk about it or, or um, you know, later that night when it's a two-day deal. And I enjoy that. It's a little more laid back and people kind of get to know me from, you know, from a different side that they didn't really realize. You so know, tell them about people. this little
1: stage show. <laughs> stage, show. <laughs> <laughs> stage show. Oh, jeez,
8: it's a, it's and, a talent show. People's stories. You know, that's that's what I like. That's what I we do. We have a few of myself.
3: Yeah, stage we show. we. Uh, Scott hosts the the you are coming right Scott yeah because okay. of
1: my interest my sincere interest in dirt back okay
3: yeah uh, so Scott here he'll he'll host it and we had um, Brayton and and people just kind of show up and Gavin face showed up and, and Teddy Mayer who's a, a fast Iowa kid he's not a kid anymore but he's man Chad Pedersen was there I mean it was it was cool to uh, all the Iowa guys and and it'll definitely be be neat to have you there but it's it's just kind of a laid back thing and and um, you know, we're gonna have a, a Justin is doing a school and we'll also have a practice day on Saturday and we'll, we'll get done and we're gonna feed everybody and and uh it'll be you know, just, just a kind of a time to hang out and, and um have you good know, food. You, you'll it's get to worse. ride your dirt bike. We'll, we'll,
8: and, we'll figure out we'll figure out where I need to fit in, whether it is a flagman or uh
4: <laughs> I, can, I can, you work know, the
8: concession stand or whatever.
4: No, that's my, that's that's my home home turf. That's your this, jig. This right. where he no, <laughs> th- th- my wife, my future wife's the one that gets in there, so I don't need no pro guy in there <laughs> trying to lay down some <laughs> smack on me and show me I up on the dirt bike.
8: because I look forward to the bonfire later on.
4: That's, that's it is. That's good. Yeah, we will have fun that. there. Uh, I will say though that because of Gavin's injury, I will be looking for a new teammate this year oh uh, did you for get the buddy race oh yeah
3: so damon we do a, a the shootout part is is a buddy race that you draw for your partner
1: you have one good rider so you have a really crappy rider
3: actually brayton had a the, the guys that beat brayton yeah or, which we talked eh, there was a there was a uh, <laughs> wrist, a, uh a wristband handoff wrist bait, wristband gate situation last year but um we're going to address that before before we go into it. But you draw for your teammate, and um, it could be Justin Brayton. It could be. I think no. We have to do it like we split it up. But anyway, yeah, you can't have, you have the crappy uh, ones and the really good. Yeah, I ones. hope you However, were, hope you ride that because it's yeah it's a it, lot of fun for people was. to watch. Oh
8: yeah, no, I I I have plans. I don't like to lose. It doesn't matter what it is. So.
4: <laughs>
3: oh, that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, because
4: yeah, there's going to be some kids.
8: So, <laughs> so Damon, what it is?
3: You're a you're a brand ambassador or, or you somehow you're affiliated with gas gas so I assume you'll be bringing right. one of those bikes what's that like what's Absolutely. The, do you have the 18 yet I assume
8: I do yeah yeah I do and uh, no they're they're great bikes you know they're obviously designed as an off-road motorcycle but you know with a with suspension and and honestly my bike is really stock I mean I do the suspension and do some jetting and and ride the thing and that's kind of the way I, I like to do it because then when people ask me I can speak from experience, you know, instead of oh yeah, I've added this, I've added this, I've added this, I've added this and not that I don't think there's parts and pieces that will make the bike better, but that's just kind of the way I like to um I like to start with it and you know and add some things to it. But uh it's a it's really a big change from seventeen to eighteen and you know, I'm uh, again I'm I'm happy to be a part of it and, and work with those guys and and be able to be a part of the growth over the next, you know, five or 10 years, I I hope. And so, I mean, I, I do a little bit of racing. I do a little bit of, uh, you know, events with gas, gas, and then like the ride day stuff that I do with WPS. So it's, uh, it works, you know, and I, it's kind of cool. I'm still learning to ride a two stroke again, but, uh, I'll learn till the day I decide to stop riding. I don't know when that'll be, but, um, I still like to ride. It's not something I do every day, but, I uh, I still like to ride,
4: Damon. Which bike are you riding for Gas Gas? Uh, it's the uh, XC three hundred.
3: So that's a uh, nice. The the three hundred is a, is a phenomenal motor, and and I've not been on the Gas Gas, but uh, I assume it's it's got a lot of the the uh, creature comforts of of really low tractor tractor like power that just keeps going and going and. Um, heated seats heated seats and electric windows and all that but heated grips i'm yeah, sure <laughs> yeah yep but uh you say it's a woods bike obviously that's that is their you know their Forte. their target market is
8: right, is right right
3: do you do any off-road racing um i do
8: i've done a little bit i've done a couple of gnccs and i've done a few of the uh sprint full gas enduros which i really like their format because the. Uh, the GNCC stuff, I, I love the environment and I like going, but it's you know it's work to be ready for a two-hour race or a three-hour race, sure. and I have so many other things that I do. It's hard to take, yeah, you know, every day of the week and go and train to where the, the sprint full gas stuff is is still tough. And but I can ride some during the week and and go and, and have fun at that and be somewhat competitive. Um, to where the GNCC stuff to me takes a lot more time for me you know, to be where I want to be, because I have a hard time pacing and, you know, okay, I got two hours to do this. That's really hard for a motocross guy to reprogram his brain. And so I've had a hard time doing that. I mean, I've, I've thrown it down several times at the GNCC stuff, but, but I enjoy it. And that's, I, you can call me how, whatever fair weather you want, but I try to pick the good ones and go to, I talk to the guys and they're like, yeah, this one, you're in a whole lot of fun. I'm like, that's all I need to hear. Where's the <laughs> fun? One? All right, that's where I'm going. You know, I miss,
3: so. I, I do, I've done a fair bit of them. I really like them. And I miss Loretta Lynn's, and I know why, because I just, I was down there about a month ago, and the place is totally blown out. I mean, they it needs to heal, and I don't know if they'll ever go back there. But that's a fun one to me, because it seems to always have some rain or whatever, and the place holds, it gets yeah. better when it rains. And yeah, I mean, it's, uh, and I, I kind of like mud anyway, but it's not, not like sloppy mud. That's that's one of my favorites. But uh, have you ever done any? You ever ridden out in the desert? You ever gone to Baja? Um, I've
8: been down there. I've been fortunate enough to race uh, a couple of down there, couple of times down there in trucks. Um, oh yeah, I like to go down and ride, but have no desire to race that race on two wheels.
3: I do. I go down there a fair bit, and uh, yeah. we we won the thirty pro class last year in the That's on the awesome. motorcycles and uh we do a trip in the winter time in january that you should come down to and i'd i'd figure yeah, I'd love out to do that you'd just fly into san diego and we'd line up a bike what i'm sure gas gas has somebody in california
8: yeah i know yeah, for sure I, I love it down there i mean every time i go down there i go it would be really easy just to become a pool guy down here and <laughs> hang out but like i said racing uh you know racing the trucks and doing the whole uh, i was fortunate enough to be able to race this past year and so uh yeah no, i'd love to do that i'd like to be able to do some more exploring on two wheels as well down there
1: i think it'd be a great opportunity for you to explore fly racing's light hydrogen line the first true lightweight race gear to the market and the original gear to define the minimalist lightweight category do you like wearing their gear (laughs) <laughs> i know yeah, i do
8: that was awesome thank you for taking those words out of my mouth
1: flyracing.com <laughs> was for that more subtle details. or what yeah i try to fit it in one
4: that again. boa system is pretty amazing
1: <laughs> it's uh it's one of the most uh important things a guy can do is wear the right equipment flyracing.com had a dealer near you
3: damon you you quit racing monster trucks and i'm curious what happened there was it uh i heard stories but what can you tell us I, it was the only reason to watch a monster truck race, well, uh, uh, well, I do like no, the grave digger. A, I got a little redneck yeah, in me. A, I like, I like the grave well, digger.
8: Norm, normally, guys grow out of that, though. But <laughs> the grave digger thing, but no, no, it's, uh, <laughs>
3: I, it's I, Tony.
4: I enjoyed, Come on,
8: I enjoyed it, and uh, lots of great people, amazing fans. But just uh, bottom line was was contract issues with um, Feld Motorsports.
1: Yeah, that's what we heard. They had that problem with you know. uh, the the elephants as well, so they closed oh. down the circus.
3: You know what? I have Grave Digger t shirts, and people are, when I wear them, they're like, "You seriously wearing that?" Mm-hmm. You I wore Medusa <laughs> t shirts. I wore Hulk Hogan wear... t shirts and Medusa. Remember when
1: they had the WCW? Oh tracks? my gosh! Oh yeah, yeah, they were. Competitive. Anyway,
4: <laughs> Damon, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I know, I, I know you've already said you do some sprint enduro's and you've done the GNCC's, but have you been doing any of the vet races? Uh, are you, did, have you done any of the, I
8: haven't, I've done, um, I've in uh, it's been a couple of years ago, did some of the vintage motorcycle stuff, which I, I liked as well. Um, and I still ride moto a little bit. I haven't done really any motor races. I, one of the, uh, sprint full gas I did last year was a, um, qualifier for six days and so the last segment was motocross which was kind of cool because obviously i've been battling with guys all weekend and mud that you couldn't even stand up in and, and then we all got up. to do some motos so i i i really enjoy when i get a chance to whoop up on young kids on 450s and i want a 300 with a headlight and a horn i love it
4: <laughs> <laughs> that thing has a horn does it come well, with turn signals my too my or
8: my what like does my new bike doesn't, but uh, the one I rode last year did. And I, I kind of, I don't know. I might try to get one put on. on my that bike would be awesome.
1: Flashlight with uh, some tape holding yeah, on I mean, the bars. We'll, we'll make something sure. work, but
3: that horn. <laughs> Chad <laughs> Pedersen showed up at a local race. You remember Chad, right, Damon? Yo,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Okay, so he showed up at a local race here in like mid-90s when he was really good on a KLR 650 and kicked everyone's butt and he Holy was honking the horn and using the turn signals i remember that and it That's was everybody knows. was so pissed K-L-R. yeah everybody was so mad because he and, i mean they were they were mad at themselves right But he weighed like
1: 110 oh, at the be. time I mean, he, he was, was so tiny yeah. he
3: showed up and raced my <laughs> cr500 a couple months ago you would not believe how good he was on that thing and he
8: still still rides well uh, you know it's I I've, I always make the comment to guys, and I'm, I'm wondering what when is that day going to come that you throw your leg over a bike and you just you just don't belong there anymore. You know when is that? Gonna <laughs> when be you can't tonight? throw the
4: leg over the bike.
8: <laughs> I I guess you know, and I just wonder every time I go and ride. You know, are you going to completely lose your timing and you're just not going to know this or that? But I, I from traveling and talking to a lot of people, I quick story I was in Pennsylvania. And I told the story. A bunch of the times but anyway the guy was 82 and he was telling me about him still riding he says i rode dirt till i was probably 75 he goes i still do trips on my carilar clear across the country i mean clear to washington down to california and he goes and i do a lot of them by myself and i said man I, you know i asked him what the method was to, and he goes you just can't slow down he goes if you slow down you get old and the guy was i mean he was snapping and popping and getting around well and i go what an inspiration to I go. I've made it just about halfway there. I said I was hoping that I could still be riding in, and so, anyways, just it's neat when you talk to people like that, and they're just still enjoying riding and, and still do it.
3: How old are you?
4: Well, that's forty-five. Forty-five. Yeah, yeah he's two years. Forty-five. Two I years older I than I me. Number so I wouldn't forget.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, forty-five. Yeah.
1: Do you, uh, do you do you still enjoy the interaction with the uh, the the race? Uh, uh, race fans as they come up and remember you in the and the day i mean you go back to 93 when you retired and set it all aside walking away from a massive contract at yamaha that was a brave thing to do
8: uh you know it was just it was something i had to do and it was i just couldn't see myself sandbagging and collecting a paycheck um and you know fortunately when i went to those guys and let them know kind of what was going on they were open arms and said hey we we understand if You know whatever what what do you want to do do you want to stay involved and at the time i was like no i think i need to i just need to get away and you know gather things up and see you know what comes my way and they said well whatever you want to do you want to come back you let us know doors are open and that's kind of how i you know ended up back there was just because it was kind of that that family atmosphere and things had changed sure um
1: you you mentioned sandbagging a guy that never sandbag was uh, swap Chad Pedersen never sw- uh, Chad did you ever um, did you ever sandbag at a race? No, no, no I've not. <laughs> Chad swap meets on the show. I didn't even know that. We're talking a little bit about something you did. You you wrote in on a what was it Tony a K what a K oh a yeah the KLR
3: six fifty when you
1: <laughs> and you and you seemed like you were sandbagging a little it bit. He was honking right? the
3: horn and still beating everybody.
1: See, that was I that i like got a klr or not <laughs> damon bradshaw weighing in no I mean, i've, I've, never, I've, never, I've never. ridden him <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i'll make it worse it was the xl 250 oh that's what it was
8: yes
3: oh, i remember see okay. my my well, memory's that's fuzzy
8: still, that's still that's still damn good
3: i don't think it's any any <laughs> that wouldn't be any better of a motorcycle i don't think, mm, think. no chad uh,
1: damon Bradshaw's joining us on, on the program and he's going to be joining us coming up here at the uh, Justin Brayton shootout. Coming up, uh, Tony, give him the dates and the website to check out.
3: Yeah, it's May 19th and 20th, and on the 19th, uh, J.B.'s doing a, a little school thing, and, and we're going to have some open practice. And then that evening, uh, we're going to uh, hang out. We'll, we'll have a tent set up, and we'll feed everybody. and um, Good food. Hope, so the question is, Bradshaw's is coming. Brayton's coming, we know. The question is, Chad, are you racing the 125s? Out in Hangtown um, or what's the deal? Throwdown.
1: I'll 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 come down to Iowa. Mm-hmm. There it is, ten four. Awesome. You got to put them on live and put them on the spot. Bradshaw, are you going to be competing me, against Peterson?
8: I want to finish the answer to your question there about you know fans and <laughs> no, I, I still do enjoy that. I was um I was at a oh, an open house here a couple of weeks ago at a dealer in Minneapolis and and people had traveled from four and five and six hours away and they come in with, you know, three or four jerseys and, but I, I enjoy, you know, I mean, I probably spent over an hour, you know, talking to the guy, but no, I do. I, I, I still appreciate it. And, uh, it, it still means a lot. And you know, you can't help but say, yeah, it makes you feel good when you, when you have people that are, you know, that you still see and can talk to. And and I did, even when I was racing monster trucks, I mean, people came and I tried to spend extra time with them because they were crossover fans the way I looked at it, you know, they were super tough fans and now they were coming there. But uh nope, I, I still uh appreciate it all.
1: Damon, it's good to talk to you and uh, Chad. We're looking forward to seeing both you cats coming up. Tony again the date?
3: May nineteen and twenty.
1: May 19 20, Riverside, Winterset, Race Winterset, Winterset yeah. Iowa. Just south of uh just south I, of Winterset. I think birthplace of John Wayne. <laughs> I, yeah, I think we should have
4: uh Chad ride the five hundred again because <laughs> I guy. if I remember right no. He, yeah, no, I remember right, Chad. You came over to the toy hauler, my toy hauler, and said, man, that thing's a great bike. I love this yeah, thing.
2: You, you see me
1: trying to, we, do you see us try to push start that thing for I, like 20 minutes? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <coughs> push start. I all right, boys, we're going to cut you loose. We're running five minutes late to break. But Thanks, uh, guys. Chad, Chad, thanks for jumping on quickly. Damon, thanks for all the time. And looking forward to seeing both you guys in May, or a little later on this month anyway, mid-month. And uh, we'll see you down in Winterset, Iowa. Sounds good, sure. guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Chad SWAT Peterson, our primary guest here in that segment. Damon Bradshaw, brand ambassador for WPS, that's Western Power Sports and of course Fly Racing and Gas Gas. I like it. Uh, coming up, we've got uh, Kenzer Naylor. You recognize that name? Motorsport, uh, excuse me, Moto America SuperSport. Well, this guy is uh, is quite a racer. 23rd overall in the SuperSport class but climbing quickly. Every week uh, he's uh, he's getting better and better and better. Find out why when we come back. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned.
7: Hi, this is Leslie Porterfield from High Five Cycles. Ask this woman in the world on a motorcycle. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio.
6: <laughs> With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's X.com, Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant, designed to provide custom comfort, smooth even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next Racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information visit flyracing.com It's much more than a piston company
1: Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves At Wiseco we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV snowmobile, personal watercraft outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today after 70 years in the business wysco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wysco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno
3: this is 1460 kxno
1: Passionate about riding motorcycles off road and on? Well, visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple to ride electric start TW200 to the nimble lightweight XT250 to the racing derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in Dual Sports. Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. it's illegal and dangerous.
9: Passionate about motorcycles? Ever heard the saying that you should make a career out of what you love to do? MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com is a state-of-the-art online job board built exclusively for the power sports industry. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com connects job candidates who are passionate about the motorcycle industry with companies and dealerships that may be looking for you. Upload resumes, receive new job notifications, or just surf the site for your dream job. Turn your passion into a career at Motorcycle industryjobs.com
1: the point is good drink Swell Vodka proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa like Swell Vodka on Facebook find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits
3: hi I'm Danny Walker of American Supercamp, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio alright welcome back to the show we uh, just finished up a conversation with Damon Bradshaw one of my heroes and uh Another guy, Chad Pedersen chimed in. That was kind of fun. We had oh, swap me back on, and he had a deal with TM. He was going to go race the 125 deal, but he decided to take it and uh, not take it. And he's going to be home, I guess. So um, that's interesting because it'll be it'll be Justin Brayton down in Winter Set. We're going to bring Damon Bradshaw, which yeah, is a huge names. name, yeah. and. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and, and. Denny Stevenson, I understand, may be coming over. I'm yep. sure Debo would show up. I would imagine uh, Gavin Faith, if he's home, he'll be there. Sure. Uh, he's injured right now i want to do something special i know we had an, 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 another guest
1: uh originally scheduled for this particular segment moto america super sport racer uh kenzer Naylor. but i want to bring jim uh, olsen in he's the mayor of winterset the community that you and your racetrack serve uh in winterset iowa and uh jim uh, excuse me mr mayor welcome to the program how are you just fine thanks thank you for taking the time to join us understand you're a former educator or a current educator uh, former former educator, you understand, of course, what an economic impact events like uh, the 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 uh, Riverside Raceway uh, motorcycle events can have on a community. Whether it's uh, filling hotel rooms, uh, making sure the uh, convenience stores are are uh, being uh, you know, uh, in other words, people buying groceries or they're uh, right. going to the John Wayne Museum or whatever it is they're doing. Um, how difficult is swaying? um you know tourism dollars these days
2: well um it's really uh it's really pretty easy with people like tony wink uh, um promoting them right he knows how he knows how to promote and uh, he can bring the people in and of course john wayne and the bridges and the quilt museum uh they kind of speak for themselves you know but uh but uh, like i say it's uh it's it's pretty easy to to get people to come in to uh, come into Winters that and when they come in for one certain thing, then they see things we have to
1: offer well you got the bridges of madison county for goodness sakes i remember when we were shooting the film bridges of madison county down there the Northside yeah. diner i mean i spent what three shoot days uh, in my schedule on that film but uh, i gotta tell you mayor the um, you know the community pours itself out to support events like tony's a uh, big event coming up tony one more time the race dates
3: yeah may 19 and 20 we're gonna have uh, some pretty big names in, in motocross coming down from current and the guy that won the daytona supercross this year justin brayton's going to be yeah. there with us who's originally from iowa and he actually cut his teeth racing at my racetrack when i first started it years ago and when i was in my early 20s and uh now he's one of the top guys in the world and and uh he does a a uh an event we started it last year and you know he just kind of wanted to give back to the sport so he's coming back and that draws obviously a lot of uh, people in in state and out of state too people will come over to see that and you know he has a big following on social media and then uh we just announced jim that we're we're bringing back a guy that's um mr mayor excuse me mr mayor we, we are. Uh, <laughs>
2: Only was one of my.
4: Stu-
1: it's okay.
3: My former student. <laughs> that was before my fa- parents oh. got a divorce, so I was still a decent kid, I think, wasn't I? <laughs> I'm sorry. Pretty
1: good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the mayor of uh, Winterside, Iowa, Jim Olson, is joining us. No relation to the Jimmy Olson that played in the Superman movies, but. Uh, How do you know that? Well, because. Uh, he doesn't spell it with another my oh i get it yeah yeah he's no he's not he's not a photographer Um, we're talking again with uh the mayor Mayor, talk to us a bit about when thinking about an event like this how important it is is it for the promoters of said event to let the city let the county know what's going on so the county and and businesses that could be affected can be better prepared
2: well, I, I think it's uh, it, it's really important. I mean, you know, the, the convenience stores want to be sure they're loaded up. But if I can throw a little humor into this, the the one that we really try to make sure everybody knows is the hospital.
1: Hardy, <laughs> <laughs> hard, Mr. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and nursing homes in your yeah. case, Tony. You know, <laughs> Assisted <laughs> living. But anyway, no, no it,
2: it, it's important, and, and it's, uh, it goes clear across the spectrum. Like I say, those people coming to town and coming through town are, stopping to get gas they're stopping at convenience stores for um refreshments um and then they stop at uh, restaurants to eat um or- and again they didn't know john wayne was there they
1: stop and see that and, that's a fantastic uh, exhibit wow
2: right exactly yeah.
3: it is you know what? i just went to that gym for the first time i was i was uh getting my car worked on so i i walked up the hill because i had nothing to do and i i said you know what i'm gonna pop in here and i i went and i looked and it, they they spent some money on that that's for sure it's
2: yep yep it, it it's pretty neat it's quite an attraction
3: do you
1: remember when jan ran it the director jan uh jan i used to sell them all their movies all the john wayne movies even the movies they couldn't buy directly from studios because they weren't licensed Mm -hmm. to and uh jan was uh, a great friend to me and her her, uh, significant other uh eventually wendell uh from the state film office uh became great friends with me as well which is why the only reason i think i was cast in that picture but um I just fell in love with Winterset. I had a small role, no speaking role, but a small role in the first picture ever shot in Winterset and that was uh, Cold Turkey. Do you remember that yeah, film?
2: Sure. Yeah. My dad had a had a, had a well, for, for Winterset people had a big part in it. Okay.
1: You know what I was always John conf-
2: Mott Society, I think that was the name of it. Oh, cool. I'm not sure but
1: yeah, I remember standing on the front lawn of this White House, and uh, Dick Van Dyke comes out of the house. He's playing minister, and you know how you take the front of your shirt and kind of go like this, kind of cool off? Yeah. Well, it it must have been 110 degrees in Winterset that <laughs> afternoon, but he came out sweating and a cussing and, and a minister coming out of the door like yeah, that. right. But Winterset was very polite and very uh, welcoming to uh, that experience of Hollywood coming there into Eagle Grove. Uh, but it was uh, it was a neat experience to be able to showcase parts of Winterset on a national scale.
2: Right. Well, I, I, I say this a lot to my to my people in Winterset, or not my people, but the people I represent. But I said, you know, we, we do have the bridges, and we do have John Wayne, and now we have the, the um, Iowa Quilt Museum, which is the national headquarters for the Quilts of Valor. Uh, we just completely refurnished the uh, Iowa Theater. Which is, which is back to the old days when I was there. Nice. But the thing that really makes Winterset go are the people.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, they're friendly. They're very giving. And um, like I say, the John Wayne, we thought that, that uh, it would be easy to raise money outside of, uh, of Winterset, but it wasn't as easy as we thought. And most of the money that came to um, build that museum came from the, the citizens of Winterset.
1: Well, I saw that firsthand, Tony, at your father's uh uh, visitation and funeral um right how, how important the community uh, believed that your father was and the role he played in the community but that, right. that's commonplace it's daily you see it so it's not it's right. not something out of the uh it's not really that uncommon
3: well my dad right. my dad lived in that community and he i think he served the community well and i think this, the community served him too and so um there's Everybody thinks their dad's a big deal, but I think my dad was a big deal in that in that town, and I think it was a loss but uh you know what there's um the amount of people that turned out for his funeral and his visitation and the stores that they shared was amazing it, it was good it was, yeah. it was it was nice to uh and thank you for bringing that up
1: i I cry. I cried just thinking about it. Uh, your dad was important to all of us. I, I always loved it when your father said, aren't you uh, the fellow that helps Tony with his radio show? And I said, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's me. Right, Mayor Olson, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. We hope to yep. see you on that yep. special weekend down there as uh, many of uh, America's great stars in motorcycle racing will be coming to Winterset, Iowa, to put on a performance, a school, and a celebration of what Tony does down there and what Winterset yep. does uh, well, as a whole. Tony's
2: a great asset. Tony's a great asset for our community. And he's got United great prices
1: that. on fireworks, I understand. So. Yep.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole other story. Mayor Jim Olson that's of Winners, Iowa. Just don't
2: get into that.
1: Jim, thank you so much. God bless, okay. and uh, you have yourself a wonderful rest of your evening, okay? Thank you. You betcha. Hey, coming up, hour number two, we're going to talk to Shana Texter. Now, if you remember Shayna Texter's first big race that she won with that ponytail flying out behind her, wasn't in California. It wasn't in Indiana. It wasn't in Peoria. It was in Knoxville, Iowa at that fast, what is it, a quarter-mile dirt track, Tony? It's
3: a half-mile. Half-mile? And Same. it definitely went in Peoria. She hates Peoria. No, she
1: but. does. But she's going to be joining us to talk about a recent success. We'll also be talking with... Uh, uh ryan uh ryan breeze who's uh, racing for denny bartz and uh, of course the uh, Amsoil arena cross lights team and current points leader was 78 points so we're going to be talking with him he'll uh, be filling in for uh, denny bartz who's on the east coast doing business, and uh, then we're also going to talk we'll start the actual uh, program the hour off with brian drebber and if you haven't uh, heard of brian drebber you haven't been listening Drebber is an American sportscaster currently working for Speed, but more importantly, dude has been there, done that. AMA Superbike, Arco, Remax, uh, USAR, uh, the Hooters Cup, bike, which always gets my attention, at least twice a week, uh, plus bike week for Speed. So he's got everything going on, great sportscaster and sports reporter providing stadium PA announcing commentary. And, of course, uh, I don't know. if you, Tony, you know what a velodrome is? A what? Velodrome. It's where bicycles go around on a wooden track. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if they go fast enough, they can actually sit there and read a book and not even control the front end of the bike. The bike naturally will go around on a velodrome. It's an amazing thing. Some of the oldest races were velodrome run races for motorcycles. Come
3: where did that come up from?
1: Just out of my head. I watch TV. <laughs> Why you
3: kidding I
1: want to thank our first hour guests, including Gary Dean, Jimmy Olsen, thats Mayor Jimmy Olson, Damon Bradshaw, Chad Swap, Patterson will rebook Kinzer Naylor at a time most likely when he'll be able to join us for Jack DeLeon and Leanne DeLeon, our producers for Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, Roman Avila, PJ Duran, Tony Wink, Ed Kula Camp. I'm Scott Casper. Stay tuned. Hour number two is coming up next. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings, and the VRM300, it's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140, it's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber.
9: passionate about motorcycles? Ever heard of the saying that you should make a career out of what you love to do? MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com is a state-of-the-art online job board built exclusively for the power sports industry. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com connects job candidates who are passionate about the motorcycle industry with companies and dealerships that may be looking for you. Upload resumes, receive new job notifications, or just surf the site for your dream job. Turn your passion into a career at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Um...
1: Ricky Carmichael, this is Kevin Schwartz, this is Josh Teeman, this is Kelly Smith, this is Travis Latron. this is Jeremy McGrath, and now Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. I'm at number two of the big program. On this particular week, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, Damon Bradshaw, Gary Dean, Chad Swap, petterson lit up. Our number one. hour number two, neat as well. Shane Texter, Denny Bart scheduled to join us, but he assigns one of his racers, not just one. But the arena Cross lights points leader, Ryan Brees, is going to be joining us and we start the program off. But before we go to
3: let's, before we go to our first guest Tony, can you give me just the headlines? I think we should just talk about Marvin Muskin who, who pulled off a win in Salt Lake City and convincing uh, convincing win and uh, you know the drama that we saw the week before when when Marvin came in and ran it into Tomac we expected some fireworks didn't happen. But uh, it ain't over yet, as they say.
1: I think there's some maturity setting in. Well, and the, and the
3: bad I... luck
4: that, that happened that befell Anderson, finally.
3: Talk about that.
4: Yeah, okay. For anybody who didn't see the... So, it's a short start. So, on a long start, the opportunity for everybody to come together is, is lessened. Because there's uh, the opportunity to find some space. But in a short start, and it's a left-hander, you really... Everybody is going to collect right away, really fast, and... Uh, Short so start, we got that yeah, part. For those of you that haven't seen it, Anderson's uh, front front tire gets, or front wheel gets into uh, Eli Tomac's foot peg, tears some spokes out, has to go in, get it changed.
3: Did the old wheel swap.
4: Yeah, and uh, goes down two laps, comes all the way back
3: to 17th. So does, uh, it'd be fair to say that his crew is a little slower than uh, maybe... Uh, uh a daytona 200 crew uh yeah that's. okay where, so. where are
1: we out in point standing where does anderson sit in point well standing?
3: actually he still he still has the lead and uh last
1: i checked he, it was like 30 some points Yeah, he's not there no nah. Nah. He, he lost it's 30. uh 30, 338 and
3: 324 is what muskin is so okay,
1: all right all
3: right let's go to our uh, very first guest hour
1: number uh, two and thank you so much for waiting um like I said, for those of you who don't know the name Brian Drebber, you haven't been listening. He joins us now does the American Sportcaster. Uh, Brian, how are you? Just right, as I'm fond of saying. Guam, the Marianas Islands, how did that happen, and how did you come to the U.S. and end up working for Speed?
10: Um, Army brat. Uh-huh. My dad and mom, within weeks of getting married, uh, my dad got orders for Guam. And uh, the two of them went across uh, on a on a boat from California. My mom throwing up all the way because she had never left the county in Virginia she <laughs> was born in. And uh, it, it, it's funny that you lead to that story because shortly after my dad arrived, he sent for his motorcycle. He, his dad was a was a guy that worked on the docks in New York. And so they got the bike on a banana boat to the Panama Canal and over to San Diego, and then on a supply ship to. To the island and the day it got there they took a moonlight ride up to the top of the island and i don't know how to put this delicately but on the way back down there were three of us
1: <laughs> <laughs> i see so you were manufactured in guam is what you say uh, And 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 and
10: and on a motorcycle an aerial red hunter oh i love that That's I, a great I,
4: was story. After, I was after a bullfight in mexico so i mean i really yeah <laughs>
3: That's, huh. in my, whatever, whatever gets your mom going, I guess. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
1: In my other life, I cover wrestling as an Olympic sport, okay? So I talk to Olympians every day. Um, and now they're heading from the World Championships, or in this case, the, uh, the, the, the U.S. Open in Las Vegas. Now all the good ones are heading to the Pan American Games in uh, Peru, And uh, when you are on tour covering Olympic games or Pan-American games or Goodwill games, as it were, um, Mm -hmm. do you get a chance to do what some of the athletes do? And that's take time to check out the country, in this case, in Peru, Machu Picchu.
10: Um, I've not been to Machu Picchu, but on many occasions when I was doing uh, summer games anyway, I was covering cycling and I very often took my own bicycle. With me, and either went riding and training with with some of the teams, or just on my own sightseeing. Uh, Cuba was fascinating for the Pan Am Games, and I made a, a very good friend down there, a Cuban fellow uh, riding riding his bicycle. Uh, the light turned green, and I was just in this big crowd of people, and all, everybody rides a bicycle in Cuba. It seems like so they don't have they don't have cars much. And uh, the light turned green, and this guy next to me, in perfect English, says, "Let's go." <laughs> and, and my uh, my friend Alberto and I spent three lovely weeks together. I met his family, and and he took me all over the place to all sorts of things that uh, that only someone who lives there would would have been able to do. And likewise, in uh, in Seoul, when I was over there, I took my bicycle
1: with. Oh wow! Me, uh,
10: was able to ride on the track as well as uh, around around the city and and exploring. On a bicycle, which is much different than a car.
1: Can you explain what a velodrome is to everybody else? I tried to explain it to Tony, and and uh, no, I Roman got it. You can
3: read s- a book while you ride a bicycle. It's uh, <laughs> in the
1: old days, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, these guys are a little more competitive these days. It's a
10: it's a banked oval. It's uh it's Bristol Speedway uh, for bicycles. You know, it's a banked oval track. You only go in one direction. Uh, the bikes are single speed and uh, no brakes.
1: And, which sounds, is amazing right
10: well it sounds daunting at first but if you think about it without brakes the ex, you know acceleration is relatively slow and and deceleration is, is likewise going to be relatively slow so the change of speed is much more subtle than it would be with brakes and with multiple gears so it's it's really uh, uh safer in that way uh, what are, what, what are thing, the tracks
1: yeah, made of now brian are they are they, uh, they used to be wood everything. in the old days
10: well, and and the best ones, uh, the best indoor tracks still are wood, and actually there's an outdoor track in Minnesota that's wood. Uh, so wooden tracks are very smooth, but uh, obviously an outdoor track is likely to be um, either concrete or less commonly uh, asphalt. Okay, I've raced on all, all of the above.
1: And from there, I know, Tony, you want to talk about uh, the fact that he broadcasts both AMA Superbike, ARCA, REMAX Series Racing, Uh you know and so many other things for speed but you know his his breadth of knowledge on the sports he covered, you know covers uh i think is fantastic
3: well as hard as i fight it there's a lot of crossover from s- cycling and motorcycle racing and and i'm sure you share that passion with a lot of the racers that you announce in in uh motorcycle racing they all ride cycles i mean that's part of training and and uh, part of their lifestyle but um uh, the, the ama superbike um it wasn't
10: always that way, and I can remember when I started, and I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, back when I when I started, which was 96, the same year that uh, Matthew Mladen came up for the first season, and uh, he was one that, that really kind of got a lot of the guys in the paddock started riding a bicycle because he did that. And then, of course, he was kicking everybody's butt, so they decided they needed to do what he was doing, which was train on a bicycle. But before that, you had Jimmy Allen from Dunlop, uh, the late, great, wonderful human being Merlin Plumley, and Brian Uchida, who was uh, a parts guy, essentially, for factory Honda racing. And those three guys were the original bicycle riders in the paddock. They would take their 10 speeds and go out riding whenever they could, whenever time permitted. Um, and so we we used, to, we used to laugh a little bit about that with all these, you know, born-again born-again bicycle guys, right, that thought they invented the sport and Jimmy was toting his bicycle around in the back of the Dunlop truck for decades.
3: So. Well, here's something kind of interesting: uh, the, the GNCC, which is the Grand National C- Cross Country mm-hmm. uh, series, that it's an yeah. off-roads. Yeah, but uh, so that we've we've heard a lot of a lot of guys that didn't have e-bikes or electronic assist bicycles. Um, they have uh, been complaining because all the the guys that do have them, they go out and they pedal. They ride. They basically ride the whole trail or the whole racetrack on their bicycle, and you can tell they're 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 miles, Ryan. literally miles ahead the first lap because they can blitz everything because they've seen it all, and uh, it's quite a disadvantage to the guys that that don't have that opportunity. Here's something interesting: America's premier. And I'm reading the press release. It just came to me today via email. America's premier off-road racing series adds Fantic E M- uh, Mountain M mountain mountain bike racing to the action so they're actually gonna have a race on friday um Mm -hmm. that'll be at the john penton is the first one may 25th and then in june september and october so they're actually having races and they're embracing this uh this e-bike thing that that uh everybody's uh you know i i have one honestly so i'm but what are your thoughts on the pedal assist bicycles
10: well it's a it's a different category obviously it's kind of like uh I don't know. It's kind of like uh, well, anyway. It's just a different category. Obviously, there's been some cases of mechanical doping in some of the road races, where they had electric motors hidden in the hidden in the bicycle. Um, So it's a form of of engineering a rules disadvantage for your opponents. I don't like to say cheating, Um, but then the e bike itself and competitions among them is just a different way of racing and. You know the technology. We can't put these genies back in the bottle. There's always going to be somebody to come up with a technological advantage, and in this case, it's uh, using their e-bike because it would tire them out pretty seriously to have to pedal all the way through those woods. So they're using these electric mountain bikes to do what to do the work for them. Um, good for them, and good for the GNCC. For how do they say it? Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Yeah, exactly. So em- em- embrace, embrace it. If you can't beat them, join them.
3: Well, we're hearing a lot into of into the fold. A lot of uh, people true bicyclists true mountain bike racers um or riders are uh, really they they really turn their nose up to these e-bikes and i saw it firsthand and i'm like look at me i'm not a professional athlete what, what do, i'm i would never ride a bicycle if i didn't have this four thousand dollar piece of hunk, hunk junk from ktm you know so uh um, and by the way i don't ride it that much either but uh you know, I mean, I think it opens, it brings to them a, a whole another demographic, but they're really turning their nose up, and I've I've even heard that they're they're outlawing them on a lot of their bicycle trails, and I just can't imagine them doing a whole lot of damage. Well, or, oh. it
10: isn't damage; it's closing speeds, and uh, and and you know the, the trails. Well, the roads are dangerous enough when you're trying to train on the roads or ride on the roads because you're competing with automobiles, and then on the trails, you know, you have to attempt to share the trails
3: with and we lost him jack and jack's not in his office all right get his attention all right well we were having a conversation with um (laughs) brian Drebber, or dribbles we like to call him dribbles dribbles um i uh, i personally think it's he was talking about closing speeds and i assume that means braking power yeah but uh i think it's completely ridiculous
4: well i I mean i can understand this point of view if you're a a a regular guy that's just cruising around on your on your bike and you don't have that opportunity to slow down as fast because or get out of the way of one of these guys on an e-bike it definitely you know could cause an accident with uh, somebody that's maybe not as experienced with somebody coming up behind them at a higher rate of speed. So I can understand that, but I agree. I I think if you exclude these guys from your um, trail system, you're, you're just hurting yourself because now you're excluding somebody um, who has spent the money, who wants to partake. Yeah. Ryan,
3: are you back on with us? I hope so. Yeah, we lost you there. Dropped the call or something.
10: You know, it's life in the country. It's uh, it's you know, farm Wi-Fi. It's
3: uh, it's a great. About a
10: half a step ahead of dial-up. So
3: <laughs> <laughs> at least you have Wi-Fi where you live.
10: <laughs> uh, yes, it or something resembling it. Anyway,
3: yeah, we uh, I
10: have a choice. I can either use my laptop or talk on the phone. The phone has to work through Wi-Fi also.
3: Yeah. So. You were saying about uh, closing speeds on a mountain bike.
10: We're, we're, well, and then I just heard the tail end uh, of the of the last uh, uh, con- part of the conversation there, and I, whoever was speaking, I'm sorry, uh, reiterated what I said, which is, you know, you've got you've got people of differing abilities, you've got people of uh, different uh, skill levels, and different intentions. You know, some people are out there just cruising around, and others are out there looking to go as fast as they can for the thrill.
3: Yeah, that's and true.
10: E bike it just amplifies the difference between bicycles, you know, joggers and 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 casual hikers and and families with kids that are five across the trail. You know, I mean it's it, mixed-use trails are always problematic. We have one here that's combination hiking and horseback trails. So naturally the folks on horseback have to be respectful because they're capable of trampling <laughs> someone who isn't on a horse and the opposite isn't true, you know, the, the pedestrians have to yield the right away when a horse comes cantering along the trail so uh that's just self-preservation but a lot of times you I mean i this is goes back it's nothing new it goes back a long ways when downhill mountain biking first got started uh, you know out in mount tam in california and the people that were hiking and stuff were terrified of these guys blazing down the tra- down repack you know with coaster brake bikes doing 60 miles an hour so this is nothing new it's just people have to be responsible and respectful of of each other if it is in fact a mixed-use trail and and if they designate it not mixed use, meaning somebody's going to be excluded, well, okay, I, I, I don't, I don't know where I stand on that. I guess whoever's uh, empowered to do so can, if they wish.
3: What are your thoughts on uh, speaking of motorcycles? Uh, <laughs> what uh, your thoughts on the, the current uh, series here in the United States? Is it is it doing well by your I estimation?
10: absolutely doing well. I'm fortunate enough to have been a fan uh, of the sport when it in the you know, you know in the 70s and 80s and then I began uh, working at, at races in 96 as I mentioned um, for the old prime network with uh, Larry Myers and David Sadowski in the booth and I was the pit guy to start with. And then I you know I've been uh, through all of the various eras what I would call the real heyday of the sport you know from say the mid 90s to the mid 2000s the era of of Meladen and Spees and Miguel and and Jamie Hacking and, and 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 you know when there were 12 15 guys with big Prevost buses in the paddock and and, and six figure salaries and all that kind of stuff and then the sport sort of went downhill a little bit because of the economy and and other factors and now it, in the very first year of moto america i was struck by the by the impression that the and i've used the phrase the fun is back people that know me you know i have this fun meter i wear quite often and and, uh and to me it's about the fun i mean it's entertainment this isn't war and peace here you know really although we try to characterize it that way they're battling for the lead and all that sort of hype but the fun is back and wayne and and chuck and and Richard and uh, Terry Cargus, you know, the partners are doing a tremendous job, in my opinion, of making it better every year. And it was, it was tremendously fun the first year, and this year already it started off that way as well. I think they, the new rules, the new class structure is a, a big step in the right direction, a direction that they had planned some time ago, and they were very pu- publicly stated that. So, I, yes, I think it's great. I think it's absolutely wonderful. The racing itself... Uh, and the entertainment package that's available to a fan that comes on a Moto America weekend is really quite incredible.
3: They got old skateboarders going around the track and on a two-hour. <laughs> I knew yeah, you're and gonna, you were going to say that. His
10: whole operation, they didn't get a chance to to perform on Sunday because of the weather. Yeah, but uh, it was a. They brought uh, Tony Hawk. Brought in a lot of people that might not have come otherwise. What does that cost B-B-I-R? if he doesn't
3: actually skate? I mean, that seems like it'd be pretty expensive to get Tony Hawk to well, show up.
10: Oh, he skated on Saturday, big time. He oh, okay, was pals, you know that. Yeah, they. It's just Sunday. It was raining and and uh, and, and raining quite hard. So sure. he was still there, and he was, you know, he was present, and and he helped hand out the trophies and things like that. He was all around. He was signing autographs. Uh, so you know, it wasn't as though he just disappeared. They they began to. Uh, they had the 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 halfpipe covered up with tarps and stuff in case they got a break in the weather, and. <laughs> Interestingly enough, just about the time the last race, you know, the checkered flag flew for the last race of the day, the sun came out, so at least the guys got to pack up in the dry and they didn't have to pack up wet canopies and stuff. I'm always grateful when the guys that work at the race uh, have, have a relatively easy time of it.
4: Brian, going back to this, the Moto America and, and this now new, basically, I want to say a new series because it's, it's changed. Do you think if they hadn't have done this, that maybe we would have seen a, 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 more of a decline within the racing and, and how that it was going in that direction.
10: Well, I you know, that's, that's almost like a Pandora's box that I don't even want to, right. open. you know, that would, would have been my worst nightmare. Right. Um, road racing while I've covered every form of motorcycle racing, most of the forms of car racing and airplanes and boats and just about everything else that people have raced lawnmowers. Um, Road racing is my family, and and I'm proud to say that, you know, I've had uh, have and had friends in my family, and we spend time together. And if road racing had continued to decline the way it seemed like it was, that would have just been tragic. And honestly, guys, I had gotten used to the idea of staying home. I, I was very deeply involved in the series up into 2006. Um, as an announcer, I continued uh, – Working on various teams uh, all the way through 2008, and then I, the no one seemed to want no one seemed to want what I had to offer as an announcer or any or anything else in particular. So I got used to staying home. And then when I read that Wayne Rainey and his partners were uh, stepping in to try to make something happen, I offered once again to be involved, and they accepted my offer. And I'm tickled pink to be. Um, involved in moto america and god i don't even want to think about what would have happened had they not come in and and, uh, and brought it back
3: i don't you know i think that the the a couple things i think the series fell victim of of uh the economy like the rest of the motorcycling industry and that was, a of, one. Yeah. That was obviously obviously i think that they had been successful in spite of themselves in in a lot of cases with some of the some of the uh and i don't I, we don't need to get into that a whole bunch but there was a lot of things being done wrong in my opinion and uh mine doesn't count for much by the way but uh i, I think that um once we did see the, the uh the 2008 i certainly took a hit i mean everybody did that's in motorcycles this show took a big hit in in those years mm-hmm. and um yeah. you know and i don't think we'll ever see what i don't think the motorcycle industry will ever be where it was without the help of side-by-sides and that and other things that have brought it in brought 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 back uh the money the the problem with the side-by-sides here i go get on a side on a on a tangent but the problem with the side-by-sides is that there's not motorcycles they're not they're Mm -hmm. not breeding motorcycle racers motorcycle fans so when a guy goes out and buys a $20,000 plus side by side to take his family out in the desert or, or around his farm or whatever that's nice and that's that's cool and well but it that doesn't he bought a car but he bought yeah. a he bought a, a, a dune buggy yeah, for his
4: oversized yep. atv
3: yeah and that's and not yeah. gonna it's not going to bring in and and i'm telling you i see it all over the united states i travel a lot by van with a motorcycle in the back and i see a lot of shut down stock cars and i stock car tracks and i always go by and go oh that'd make a cool place to have a, a you know a motocross track or whatever it's all the, it's all there but the, tr- the reality of it is is the motocross industry is is going away too and when that goes away the road racing is going to go away it's it's all Inter- intertwined it is it's, it's all related and
10: um well and the competition for the entertainment i don't even want to call it the entertainment dollar the competition for the entertainment moment um, is so intense with the internet i mean people are much more able to and seem to be content with sitting at home with their neck stooped over staring <laughs> at their phone and having the world come to them you know people don't go to the world anymore they let the world come to them
4: and that's a tragedy a
10: little curmudgeonly and all that because uh, because you know the technology and the ability to communicate and uh, is second to none it's it's better than it's ever been but at the same time the competition for that tiny little attention span that people seem to possess nowadays you know no one reads a book anymore right who has who, who wants to spend the time to read a whole book when you can just get, you know, the... The, the headlines and the like cliff notes. Clip on YouTube, you know, yeah. you can go... <laughs> you can find somebody that'll explain it to you in, in two minutes and 30 seconds in a video online. But, you know, and I'm cynical a little bit, but I laugh at the same time because... We've done it do to ourselves. ...if go into the world, if you do go to the world and not make the world come to you, there's a lot to see and be seen, and I think we're going to experience the backlash of that. I think people are going to get a little bit jaded over a two-dimensional image on their phone versus the three-dimensional world. Absolutely. Wonderful.
3: And, you know, I travel, sometimes I take friends and, uh, you can really see the difference in the age of the guys that the guys that are, you know, I just turned 40. So I'm, I'm an old guy now. Right. But, uh, and I'm still on my phone way too much, but, um, you know, I, you, you go down the road
10: grew up and, with it, you know, you grew up with that more, much more than I did. Well,
3: I didn't grow up I, with that. I would, I didn't have a cell phone when I was a kid. I mean, I could well, barely no, afford,
10: No, but I mean, from, as an adult, you that's, that sort of technology has been around for the most part. So you're kind of in a middle ground. My, my granddaughter, for instance, oh, is of yeah. the age where she doesn't know anything about the world before the internet.
3: Right. Right. You yeah. You know,
10: she was too young. She's 19 she was too young to remember before the internet you know or i mean i don't want to sound like a dinosaur but we had three tv channels that was
3: it <laughs> we had when i was a kid we had channel 17 which had inappropriate stuff on you know they like they would say gosh and heck that was right. a big deal <laughs> so
10: the first time i saw hbo i was absolutely mortified i went to somebody's house and they had cable tv which which I I didn't know anything about, I had never seen that, and so I'm watching, they were watching a movie, and somebody said, never mind what you just said, somebody said, you know, damn, and I thought, whoa, what, what, uh, how come they didn't censor that?
3: Yeah, you can't say that on television.
10: Because I grew up with the (laughs) Smothers Brothers and stuff, you know, when they were fighting censorship and everything, and so the first time i saw a movie on hbo and they used the forelet what i would have considered to be a you know i would have got my mouth washed out with soap if i said that and
4: yeah. now they can almost say legitimate cuss words on
3: oh well, they oh, do yeah they do on regular channels they, yeah. they say stuff and, and it's of course and, and this yeah
10: desensitized to it even and uh uh you know it's, it's it's part of the culture now it's 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 on it's in music it's it's uh you know urban poetry is is, is no no holds barred with the uh, with, with there's no language restrictions on on things nowadays or, or what we used to consider offensive and 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 in my opinion is that being offended is a choice so sure. if you're offended by something yeah. you choose that yeah
3: brian Draber, it's been a pleasure having you on. we talked a whole lot about it a lot of stuff that wasn't motorcycles <laughs> but that's okay it was interesting anyway we, so hopefully we, we, should, we should
4: have you back on sometime so we can actually
10: Any, talk about that stuff Anytime, guys when you're a little light on content i can go <laughs> like somebody's <my> business or <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to ring me up i'll i'll I'll, uh, I'll be happy to jump in i think we It'd got off great. track
3: when we started talking about the velodrome but it was relevant yeah, it, but that's so. okay
10: well it's hard to put our finger on just exactly where we went off the rails there but it was fun
3: anyway <laughs> we appreciate it have a good one okay
10: You too. Thanks, guys. All right, we're going to take
3: a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Ryan Brees, who's a very fast uh, lights rider for the Babbitts Kawasaki team. This is Pit Pass.
5: This is Jason Conlon, pro supermoto racer, and you're listening
4: to Pit Pass Radio.
1: Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings, and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding Big Four Strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT-approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco Off-Road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's (laughs) V-Rubber!
6: With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's X.com, Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days.
1: It's a fact. The best you've ridden is the best you know. Until you've ridden Racetech suspension, you haven't experienced the best suspension possible. Racetech is the science of suspension for ATV and UTVs, motocross, freestyle, and stunning off-road, supermoto, road race, sport bikes, cruisers, touring, and vintage bikes, as well as adventure riding. With gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our G3S custom series shocks, You, too, can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com.
3: America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO.
6: This is 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long-sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't
3: wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Dalyon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Kevin
2: Schwantz here, nineteen ninety three five hundred cc world champion. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio.
3: Hi, right, welcome back to the show. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. I am your host, Tony Wink. Scott Casper has stepped out of the building. Roman Avila, our producers Jack and Leanne De Leon, and contributors Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson. Tommy Boy is on his way to VIR. With uh, Kenzo Naylor, who is racing in the Super Sport class and was a no-show for our show, so mm. it happens. I am sure that uh, he was busy loading the van. I don't know what he would be doing. In-depth conversation with Tommy Boy? I mean, could be. They could be. Who knows? All right. Uh, our next guest is um, racing for the Babbitts Monster Energy Kawasaki team. He's he's leading the Lights Championship, and uh, his name is Ryan Brees for the first time on our radio program. Ryan, welcome to Pit Pass
11: Hey guys, how you guys doing?
3: We're doing good, man How's the season going? Sounds like you're you're doing pretty well
11: Yeah, I stepped in like mid-season And it's been going good Like have a few little get-offs here and there But nothing too crazy And just trying to steal the deal next weekend
3: Yeah, so um, your uh, um, mid-season How does that happen? And, and you still do so well
11: so they have the East and West uh, Championship for the Lights class, and then the Premier class goes all year. So um, I was able to step in right when the West started. I just finished up uh, San Diego Supercross with my with the Rockwell Racing Supercross team, and then uh, just uh, jumped over there. So it's been
8: good.
3: This weekend is, is it is, is it this weekend, the final race? Yeah. Yeah, Vegas. So the yeah. Vegas is this. Yeah. I've been in uh, Cabo i beg your pardon um this weekend is is a big weekend for everybody i know i know a lot of fans a lot of industry people um it's smart that feld puts it in the same town um you're going to be in orleans arena and uh it'll be friday right you race friday and then the supercross is saturday and then they have the amateur day on sunday um yeah it'll be a full house i'm sure did any uh you got any problems racing in front of that many people I'm, i mean i would imagine you're getting used to it by now
11: yeah it, it hasn't been a, a huge factor other than we can hear them you know when something uh, crazy happens but no i think it'll it'll be good
3: so you're in the lead and you can hear people like screaming <laughs> you're like <laughs> well you're so close what happened what just happened
11: yeah yeah it's, it's uh, like towards the mid-pack it's Starts getting crazy, crazy guys going sideways and whatnot. It's so tight in there, so you never know what happens.
4: So Ryan, you let's talk about last weekend. Um, Reno uh, seemed to go pretty well.
11: Yeah, yeah, it was a solid night after what had happened. I don't know if you guys had seen anything what had happened before, but uh, there was a gnarly casualty that happened. But um, yeah, I won the night in the lights class, and then. Uh, just kind of putted around in the arena the cross pass wasn't feeling too good but it was solid
3: there yeah. was a what what did you say a gnarly casualty
11: yeah yeah in practice actually i had got whiskey throttle right before the finish line
3: <laughs> oh i think <laughs> i heard a, i heard about this
11: yeah i had to bail off the bike
3: midair or before it it left flight
11: <laughs> midair
3: oh boy well, you know.
11: Yeah, kind of like a Chad Reed Millville. You know what? I did Chattapult. see a, I yeah. saw a video of this yeah. somewhere online. Yeah, it went viral. Moto fails. Yes. Or something. MX fails.
4: <laughs> did you... Was it kind of like the Pike get off in Atlanta type of thing? Exactly like it. Yeah. Yep. Did you get up and start flexing like he did?
11: I, have, I have, do not have the willpower like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> savage.
3: Yeah. So... Uh, That's... That was... <laughs> Scary, I would imagine. Yeah,
4: I probably would had to I'd go change my pants. Are
3: the bikes a little sluggish in, in Reno?
4: You know, they weren't too bad, but we did we did like gear it up. Mm-hmm. But we were we were
11: prepared for it, so it didn't seem like it was too That's I That's Colorado was way worse.
3: And the the, uh, the the what's what arena were you in there? The the one where it's like the open rail.
11: Yeah, the I think it was the livestock livestock
3: yep. event center. So yeah, I've been to that event. Um, I used to run a race team and, uh, the, it was actually the Tyloop team before yep. it went to supercross and then we did it in supercross and then now they're back and I, it's ran by different people now. But, uh, um, we, uh, we went to that arena and, uh, this was back in the carbureted days, So this has been a while. I'm, you know, I've been, it was back in like, Oh, seven, I think. And, um, you know, I think I went there with the tough team too. When I, when I did that for a while, um but but it's always been an issue and, and so uh I went there Robert Hansen put on an event there called the Reno Cross I don't know if you remember if you're familiar with that at all but Hansen was a was a Clear Channel Pace whatever Feld employee same people um or it's the same group of people that ran it but different owners but he worked for Feld and then uh left there and then went on to do his own thing and and actually the, I think the event failed uh, it miserably, but, uh, he had Randy Poulter in there and, um, they were short, they ended up being short staffed, So I ended up having to work like all day, all night to help him. I was actually there on a different capacity. I was there representing the radio show and, and Weiska, who I work for. And, um, it, uh, the, the arena, it actually holds a lot of dirt and you don't realize that until you're moving the dirt, but, uh, that's a pretty good arena. I think, um, there's been some pretty good racing other than the uh the 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 mid-flight get-off that you had. How was everything in that thing? Was the crowd good there cuz I've always wondered if it was a, a you know a promotion problem or what it is what it was why Hansen's uh event failed.
11: Yeah, I was actually a little bummed on the turnout. I had I had when I got to Reno last year we raced in the same uh event center and they had mentioned that they do the, they used to do that or hold the uh, arena, arena cross or whatever, like you were mentioning. Yep. Yep. But, but, um, yeah, not a lot of people showed up. I was bummed about that. When I, when I got into the airport and was heading to the track or arena, I was kind of looking to see if they do promote it, any signs or anything. I saw nothing along the way. And even Josh Woods, the, my GPS manager, he was like talking about it, but. We saw nothing, so I think it's, it's more like publicity. They're not getting the word out there for the event, you know. So um, that was that was a little bummer.
3: Okay, here's the next question. We've and we've asked everybody, and everybody denies it. Um, I had Lindsay on, and we, we talked about it, and she said, "I, you know, I don't know." Yeah. Uh, is arena cross going to continue next year?
11: Uh, so, I, in the pit, I hear that it is no longer going to happen.
3: Will you guys not. race I, Friday nights of Supercross, or or what? Or Sunday?
11: I'm ca- I'm thinking they're transitioning over Sunday. Don't know for 100%, but that is just the word that I'm hearing.
3: Mm-hmm. So they do an amateur day, and then you guys race too, or...? or...
11: Yes, yep, same with the amateurs.
3: Hmm. What are your thoughts on that?
11: I don't know. I don't know if that's really going to bring in too many people, because... It's the day after Supercross. Everyone's going to want to go home, not going to be hung over. You know, they're going to be hung over.
3: <laughs>
11: oh, here we go. Sunday. Spoken
3: like a true arena yeah, crosser. I yeah. love it.
11: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I kind of get to kick back because I'm not in the ceremonies or anything, but I kick back and see all the all the fellows that are sitting there watching all the guys. and Man, they toss back, let me tell you. Oh, that's oh, the deal, yeah. man.
3: It's a party. And, and but But also, there's plenty of guys – that are watching it and they're just chomping at the bit to get down on that track you know which is a, a melted down version of it obviously but um the next day i, I it'll it'll definitely work and, and if you want proof look at amateur day at arena cross in, in certain markets it's humongous and if you draw that many people and they can watch
4: twice the racing
3: yeah they can and they can go and they can watch uh a, a, uh eli tomac marvin muskin and then the next day they can ride their motorcycle and move in and and get their three laps you know wait 19 hours yeah. to get three laps there's plenty of people lined up to do that the bummer for i think for the sport is all the markets rockford and 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 uh you know just bad example because you guys aren't in rockford anymore smaller but,
4: smaller markets
3: you know uh greensboro and madison and you know in denver even and wichita and all the the places that you've been over this this past season they're not gonna you know there's gonna be no racing and i don't know if that opens the door for a nitro or the kicker arena cross or one of those guys to come in but i don't think they have the the wherewithal that feld has obviously it's not making enough money or they would continue but i i I do not think it's good for the sport personally
11: yeah i i somewhat agree for sure yeah it's not it's not good but I hope I hope it plans out. and Sunday is the hit. That brings a lot of attention. That would be cool.
3: As long as there's guys that can make a living doing it, you know, and if it's just an amateur thing, obviously you're all you're gonna get is enthusiasts like us. But uh, guys, you know, like the Gavin Face and the and the Ryan Breeses and those guys, um, you know, it's it's uh
4: Chris Blows,
3: Chris Blows. Um yeah. it's like they've had some pretty good racing in the premier class too.
11: Yeah, it's been heavy all year. I've been kind of, I've been running. Uh, You've
4: been running both, haven't you?
11: Yeah, running both, and then just kind of battling top five area. Not really with Blost or Hayes. I think Blost is on another level. To be honest with you.
3: Yeah. Um, so. if if Gavin hadn't been hurt, do you think they'd be back and forth, or do you think one would be better than the other?
11: Yeah, I think they'd be back and forth. Yeah, I do too. You could you could tell both just wants it every single time he's on the bike he's just going ham.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got you've got to get her done May May fourth. Good luck to you.
11: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on and everything, guys. Thanks, yeah, it's Ryan. It's been fun.
3: All right. You want to thank any of your sponsors, Ryan? Let's take them off. Hold, Jack. You want to thank any of your sponsors before we cut you, Liz?
11: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to <clears throat> I want to thank the GPF Babbitt our Energy team and uh, Denny Barks, Josh Wood ray and his whole family and everyone else along the list thanks guys appreciate it
3: all right we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to talk to a very fast dirt track racer it's uh, shana texter we'll be right back this pit pass
11: hi this is ed morland you're listening to pit
8: pass radio
6: With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 profile advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company.
1: Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high high-quality, performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station,
3: 1460 KXNO.
6: Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hickland Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest-to-ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha. The first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous.
9: Passionate about motorcycles? Ever heard the saying that you should make a career out of what you love to do? MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com is a state-of-the-art online job board built exclusively for the power sports industry. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com connects job candidates who are passionate about the motorcycle industry with companies and dealerships that may be looking for you. Upload resumes, receive new job notifications, or just surf the site for your dream job. Turn your passion into a career at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com
6: Time out! Drink Swell Vodka proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants
1: and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey, it's Chad
2: Reed
8: with 22 Motorsport.
3: you It's a little bit old news now, but uh, Jared Meese was... Uh, he was... He he was disqualified. Got caught for tire doping. Apparent for apparently for being accused of tire doping.
4: I'd never heard of that before. Honestly, I didn't know that that was something that they would do.
3: Well, you ain't no flat tracker then, because no, that's not. pretty. I'm not. A lot of car guys do that.
4: What is that?
3: It's a chemical they put on the tires. Allegedly, Jared Mees put a chemical on a tire, or, or someone in his staff put on a, a uh, chemical. It to uh make it grip the surface more and and uh, there are products out there um uh, lots of them and and uh do you want proof go to a go-kart race they're they're soaking tires and doing all kinds of crazy stuff but they uh, they test the tires um and uh jared means tire was found to be not in compliance and uh he has a response to that and um he is uh Obviously, he he has a different uh, uh, understanding, or or uh, uh, he's he's. I don't know if he's denying it necessarily, but uh, it's a bummer anyway. So uh, let's bring on our next guest. Speaking of dirt track, we got a real fast kid. She's not really a kid anymore, but uh, she's kind of getting old. She got her first win in Iowa, and we've had her on. She's been a friend of the show for a long time. Shana Texter joins us now. Shana, what's up?
7: Uh, not too much just uh enjoying a couple days off until we uh, head out to Calistoga this weekend
3: yeah you got a race coming up are you excited?
7: Oh, I'm super excited especially after having a good weekend and uh you know I came so close to winning this past weekend it makes you even hungrier to get back to the track
3: you have tracks that you are you are vocal about disliking and then you have tracks where you you look forward to is this one of that your' your um <laughs> i'm talking about peoria Uh, uh, yeah i even saw you ride peoria and i I can tell you don't like it so
7: (laughs) i mean it's it's not necessarily that i dislike tracks um it's more so just tracks that i i currently struggle at um you know like the tts like peoria like you said um but you know i've been stepping up my training program a lot on tts and motocrossing and stuff so hopefully in the future. You know, there'll be every track that I like, um, but yeah, right now the TTs. You know, obviously that hurt hurt my odds last year winning the championship, and uh, you know, so I'm, I'm hungry to go out there and fix those. But Calistoga this weekend, definitely a track I like. I've podiumed there in the past, and uh, you know, I feel confident going into it.
4: Shana, let's talk about the bike you're riding and and how that transitions um, for your racing right now.
7: Yeah, definitely. I uh, signed with Husqvarna Motorcycles literally right before Daytona, I think 10 days before Daytona. We uh, we got the contract signed. It was something, you know, that Husqvarna and I were working on for a while, and uh, it just, you know, it took a little bit longer than we both anticipated, but uh, it came together right before Daytona, and uh, it's crazy. Going into this past weekend in Dallas, it was literally the first time I got to ride the bike on a half mile, and I think, you know, still to this day, I only have about Eight to nine hours on the motorcycle, but so far the transition's been awesome. The bike's a great, great motorcycle, and uh, I'm excited for what the future holds with myself and Husqvarna. I think uh, I think we're going to be strong.
4: So you're riding the FC 450 right now, is that right?
7: Yep, I'm on the FC 450 of All 2018.
4: But you're not riding the Rockstar Edition.
7: No, no, no Rockstar Edition.
3: Oh. What's the difference?
7: uh it's just minor stuff i mean the the one big thing is is that the frame's black powder coated um i believe it comes with you know some more of their race specialty parks like a uh, recluse clutch some of that stuff that you know i i change and and uh you know anyway from stock so for me it was it was easier just to start kind of with the base model and uh and build it into to my own creation of a motorcycle you know there's a lot of products that I've worked with in the past on the Honda, uh, you know, that I trusted and wanted to carry over to the Husqvarna to make the transition, uh, you know, smooth and, and as fast as possible.
3: It's a good bike, right? I mean, it, it really, everybody that throws their leg over one, I know I have guys that, you know, Johnny Lewis swears, he says it's an awesome bike. Um, the local guys here that race motocross, even that an off-road, they love the bike. It just seems like, and if it's that good of a motorcycle, get good of a platform for, for off-road motocross and I assume dirt track is good too.
7: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think I think this weekend we really proved it. You know, we're at round 3 and uh, I was already fighting for a win. So, I think that really shows how great of a motorcycle Husqvarna is and uh, you know, leading both supercross championships, I think also, it, you know, is a great backing as well in the resume. Uh,
4: Shana, let's talk about you jumping on this new bike and you and you just you know said that hey third race in i'm already you know contesting for a win and you you know you rode honda before what how how hard was the transition i guess and and how fast have you progressed on the husqvarna um already this year
7: yeah i mean the the transition, it's it's been pretty easy. I mean, I've got a lot of great people in my corner, and Husqvarna included, to make this transition as easy as possible. Uh, but the biggest challenge for me is, you know, I'm five foot taller away, about 105 pounds. So for me, there's there's really no base setup out there for me on Hondas, Husqvarnas, no matter what I'm riding. So going from the Honda to the Husqvarna, the linkage is a lot different on the Husqvarna, uh, so it makes the suspension react a lot differently. So my biggest challenge, literally, has just been really trying to get a shock that's soft enough um, and working properly for me. Um, if I took my my setup from last year on the Honda and put it onto the Husqvarna, it would be super stiff. And uh, it's kind of the challenge that we've been running into a little bit. Is just um, you know the suspension company that I'm working with is just you know we're kind of gambling a little bit. But uh, who is that sending the suspension back? Um, I'm working with a couple different companies right now. I'm not really tied in with Shayna, this past weekend. You, <laughs> that's not,
3: it's not what we do.
7: Well,
3: <laughs> it's what she has to do. I mean, apparently I'm
7: not, I'm not necessarily, well, I'm not necessarily sponsored by one in particular. So you need to get
3: with race tech.
7: When, <laughs> when you're buying suspension, you, you know, you're,
3: you can do whatever you want, right? What,
7: yeah. You're just trying to find what works best. And, uh, you know, for me, Signing so late in the year I, I kind of had to jump around and, and try and find something quick um, so this past weekend I actually did run a race tech uh, shock and fork um nice. so it's uh we're definitely on the right track it's just taking a little bit of time to define tune it
4: just a curiosity um, are, are you running there are you running the WP style forks still the the factory setup forks or are you running like yeah, were you running, running the running race tech like
7: WP forks and W Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, you're breaking up. Uh I'm running the WP forks and shock. Uh the only difference really from mine is that I've converted my front forks to, uh,
4: to Con- spring. Ah, that's and that's where I was going with this. I was curious of if you run the air fork setup uh, or if you'd went jump to the conversion.
3: Yeah, Shannon, we-
7: I don't I I personally don't like the air Force just because for flat track in particular just because it's I haven't been able to personally get that consistent feel out of them compared to the springs
3: yeah well nobody likes them Shayna. so no um what are your your <laughs> thoughts <laughs> uh I, we talked about this when we came out of break Jared meese uh, disqualified do you have an opinion on that
7: <laughs> I mean it's it's a it's obviously a touchy subject especially for me being close friends with the meese family that I really don't want to comment on it a whole lot, but, um, you know, I can say that, uh, you know, this past week in AFT, definitely post-tech, you know, they took tire samples, I believe from the top five in both classes, and they took four samples this weekend to, uh, you know, continue testing and implementing that that rule. So, uh, you know, it's it's a fair rule with everyone, and, uh, you know, that's all we can ask for is fairness.
3: You know what I say? I say let them do it. I say you... you... (laughs) peds and tire doping and let's just go and
7: <laughs> yeah i mean i i personally have never actually tried dope tires so i don't <laughs> know
3: let me tell you does, what kid they are dope but,
7: uh, yeah <laughs> but uh personally you know i did enjoy the days back when we could t- cut tires and uh you know do that kind of stuff but i understand cutting costs as well
3: you know i think it took uh, the, the cutting the tires and that kind of thing I, D- getting away from that, I mean, I think that, that, uh, I know there's a lot of old timers that it ran off and it just kind of, it lost its, uh, I don't know, not, not necessarily its luster, but they've, and I, and I'm not saying that it, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't care either way, but I think, I know, I hear a lot of grumbling from the old timers that, you, you know, they, they're unhappy with, with progress. And I don't know if it's progress or not, but real changes, nobody likes change.
7: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's 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 a funny thing because one of the biggest things in flat track is a lot of the guys you know they resist they don't like change at all until it happens and then they think successful and they're like oh wow you know we're jumping on that bandwagon but uh you know for me it's, it's an exciting time to be a part of American flat track I've enjoyed you know I was kind of around for a little bit at the end when we were kind of nobodies and uh, it's, it's exciting to be a part of it now and uh
3: it's He's popular. Exactly that's recognized. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Shayna, we're out of time, but we appreciate you joining us. Good luck this weekend. No,
7: thank you, guys. Talk
3: soon. All right, we're gonna. T- uh, this is, that's it. That's our show. We want to thank our guest, Shayna Texter, uh, arena cross rider Ryan Brees. Big thanks to uh, Mr. Mayor Jim Olson of Winterset, Iowa, for uh, jumping on with us there at last minute. Want to thank Chad Swap petterson who joined us along with Damon Bradshaw, the Beast from the East, and Kyle Wyman's crew chief Gary Dean. I'm Tony Wink. For Roman Avila, Jack, and Leanne Leon, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.
9: May I have your attention, please? Excuse me.
2: Are you listening to me?
9: Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio L.C., any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pitpass Radio LC is strictly prohibited.
0: Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go.